Hello, good morning everyone, and happy Saturday! God lives on Saturday too. It's good to be able to fellowship with you here our last week in quarantine. That's right, our last week in quarantine for services. Um, next month, next uh, Saturday, we'll be live on our physical address in Laguna Hills. And um, if you like the address for that, you can go to ElishaMarkMinistries.com and, and see our address there, a physical address where we've been meeting. And come out and join us in person for a Mother's Day service. Uh, Reverend Barbara White will be with us and ministering at that service, our first service back. So praise God forevermore. She's a woman and a mother of faith. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. We thank you, Lord, that this word goes forth unchecked and unhindered to all that need to hear it today for a faith boost, for a refresher, in hope, and in a great time to be alive on this earth in the body of Christ. We give you all the praises that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we can gather together here through social media and other outlets. We give you all the praises for every available voice and every network, every avenue. We thank you, Father, with it. Give us, give us ears to hear and eyes to see a new perspective, new revelation into your word this morning. I ask for that spirit, a fresh spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened today. Teach us faith today, Father, because you are a faith father, and we endeavor to follow your lead and example. And if you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be with you all. We love you all. We thank you for our family and our friends and all our supporters around the world. We just bless you today. And we call you blessed in Jesus' precious name. And if you're taking time to sow seed, sow your time into this service today on Saturday. Yes, God lives on Saturday too. It is going to be reciprocated back to you. God will get it back to you. Your time, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall be added back unto you and to your family. In Jesus' precious name, we stand in agreement to that. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we seek you today, Father. We seek your face. We seek your word. We gather around it today and we give you all the praises that we're able to do it in this country, the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I don't know about you, but I'm making that my confession in these last days more than ever, that the United States is united again. That when President Trump or even the Vice President Michael Pence gives uh, an announcement that the coronavirus is behind us, that we're reopening the economy, every governor of every state gets in line and lines up with the President of the United States of America. How about you? Amen. The United States of America. No more different opinions. Amen. Praise God forever and more. The United States of America, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And what a time to be alive in the United States. And wherever you are, you're the blessing in your country as well. It is a great time to be alive. There's coming a mighty move with the hand of God. And it's coming fast. Amen. God is wrapping things up and he's igniting his people. He's igniting the body of Christ. He's igniting his church to do so. Amen. Say it with me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So the world's hope for glory shall be seen in you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. Revival is not just a move of God. It's a move of God's people. Amen. And revival starts with you and me. And the fire is in us for revival. A mighty awakening, a spiritual awakening in this nation and in the earth in these last days coming forcefully and mightily 
saith the Lord in Jesus' name. So 2020, I adopted this from Pastor Art Aragon over this year, and it's the year of great change and great exchange. Say that with me. 2020 is my year of great change and great exchange. And then Brother Jerry Savelle gave this word for 2020 that I'm still standing on. He said, it's the year of the open door for supernatural increase. Say it with me. This is my year of the open door for supernatural increase. How's it going to come? It's going to come supernaturally from your father, from your merciful and faithful high priest, Jesus Christ. Supernaturally supersedes the natural. Amen. The year of the open door for supernatural increase. Stand on that word every day and expect supernatural increase to come your way in Jesus' precious name. You know, in 2005, the Lord called me. He spoke to me in my bedroom and he gave me a vision of this Southland over here. Laguna Hills actually where we meet. And uh, he spoke to me in that vision. He took me up above the mountains, above the valley, and I saw sheep below, eagles above, shepherds below. And he told me in that moment, feed my sheep. That was in 2005. It is now 2020. And we started this ministry and we started my pri the private chef business we have, Private Chef Services of OC in 2015. Five years ago, we started both. And the calling, I just want to tap on this for somebody, the calling birthed those things. It was the calling, feed my sheep, that was seared into me in 2005. And you ought to know your calling because that will fuel and birth everything in your life. Always go back to your calling. What did God call me to do? If he said, start, start a shoe store, hey, that's your calling. Go do it to the best of your ability. If you play drums, he said, be the best drum player you can be. That's your calling. If he said, be a doctor, go to school to be a lawyer, do this, enter the ministry, start a business. That's your calling, amen? And uh, your calling's important. It's serving Christ, it's serving the Lord, it's serving your Father. So whether you're in business or ministry, we're one. We're yoked up in the body of Christ. You have to perform your calling in these last days. Amen? So he called me and that started the business and it started this ministry. Feed my sheep. You'd be amazed at all the Christian clients I get asking me to prepare food for them for parties and weddings. It's amazing how the Lord does that. And he just sends them in. Feed my sheep. So that calling is in me. I get to feed uh, the body of Christ spiritually with the word of God. Soulfully, the mind, will, and the emotions grow, and physically as well. And what a blessing it is to be in your calling, to be in your purpose, and to just move in it. So I urge you today to get with the Lord. If you don't know what your calling is, say, Lord, show me my calling, and it'll come. Amen. And he'll present it to you like no other. And you'll operate and move in it because the world needs it. The world needs you. The world needs your calling. No one will ever have your same thumbprint. No one else can be you, so be the best you you can be. I'm Elisha and Andy. I approve this message. Praise God forevermore. So always come back to your calling. It will always be the purpose, the fuel in your life to give you the passion to keep going when times get tough. Lord, what's my calling? Show me my calling. And then I operate in it. And if you don't have a dream, start supporting someone else's dream and your dream will come. That's how we started. We started sowing into other ministers and orphanages and ministries that, have, uh, that we wanted to be a part of in our own heart, feeding the orphans and the widows and uh, teaching kids. And we've started sowing into different ministries that preach the gospel where the Lord has instructed into their dreams. 
that have gone before us into fathers and mothers of the faith even. And our dreams have started to develop and become more clear and more clear as we're faithful to support theirs and partner with their dreams. So I encourage you to part. If you don't have a dream yet, stay in the word of God until you do and keep partnering with someone who has a dream and your dream will come and many will partner with you in return. Praise God forevermore. I'd like to talk on faith today. The title of this message is Faith, the Key to Great Change and Great Exchange. The key to great change and great exchange is faith. So go with me to Hebrews 11. We'll start here, if you will. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is. Say, now faith is. So faith is current. Faith is now. You only need faith for today. And the Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and hearing, and hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Faith always comes. You can't live on yesterday's potatoes that you ate. You need to eat a fresh meal today to sustain life in your body. The same is true with your spirit, man, the real you. You need the Word of God today to sustain your life today, so that you may flourish and not fail, that you may thrive and not just survive. Amen? For the just shall live by their faith. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, Now faith is. Now faith is current. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance. What makes things up? Those things you're hoping for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or the proof of things not yet seen. Your faith is more real than the things you're believing for right now. This is what this verse is saying. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And everything that is not from faith is sin, the Bible says. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony by faith. Verse 3, by faith, we understand. So to comprehend the word of God, you have to approach it in faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. By faith, we understand. It brings comprehension. That the ages, literally the ages, the Greek word for worlds there is aeons, ages. That the ages were framed or built by the word of God, the spoken word of God, which is how faith is released through words. So that the things which are seen, all we see right now, were not made of things which are visible. And everything we see now, the earth, the planet, and everything around us, was not made from nothing either. No, it was made by faith. Everything we see was produced by faith, by a belief first that was released with the mouth. Someone's tongue spoke something you see around you into existence. I'm looking at my kitchen right now. Every creation, every creative idea and invention was first spoken out before it was produced. It's the same way with the earth and everything we see. God spoke it, then he saw it. Whatever you need in your life, you'll have to speak first before you see it. That's how this world is set up. It's a word system, a word-based system. It, it moves and is created and lives by man's and God's spoken words. So you have to speak what you want, not what you have. You have to speak what you want for it to develop. You have to speak it first before you ever see it manifest in this physical realm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. 
Flip with me to 2 Corinthians 4, if you will. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we'll start in verse 16. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Why? Because we live by faith. We live by faith. <laughs> faith is the victory that overcometh the world. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, or the things we see around us may be in the world. Yet the inward man is be re being renewed day by day through the word of God. For our light affliction, get this, the word says any affliction, test, trial, tribulation you've had is light in the eyes of God. So it ought to be light in your eyes. But I've suffered years with, no, 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 no. It says it's light. It's not extreme. You need to get that in your spirit. And the more you get that in your spirit, the more you'll overcome. This is a light affliction. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, now, some of the church has taught that it's, it should be more than a moment. No. Any chronic condition, any long-term suffering, I curse today in Jesus' name. Be free. Be made free. Be set whole in Jesus' name. No, no, no. It says, but our light affliction. This is Paul the Apostle speaking to us. Which is but for a moment or a twinkling of an eye compared to eternity and all the blessings God has in store for us is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. God's goodness, His presence, and His power. While we do not look at the things which are seen, he's talking about our real man, our spirit man here. It's sometimes good to look at the things which are seen. Amen? Natural faith is useful for all mankind. Um, I believe that light is red. I got to look at that red light or I'm going to get in an accident if I don't stop. Amen? So natural faith is needed. You're supposed to look at the things that are seen. Uh, otherwise, you could die. Amen? <laughs> He's talking about our spirit man here. The eye of our spirit, which Jesus refers to in Matthew 6. The eye of the spirit. If your eye be good or if your eye be evil, Jesus said. He's talking about our spirit man, the real us on the inside. While I do not look at the things which are seen, or I'm not moved by these things, I'm an eternal being, everything I see is subject to change. God changes not. His word changes not. You and my spirits change not. We're made in the same exact image and likeness of God himself. So while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen, we keep our spiritual eyes on the word. We keep our spiritual man in faith through the word of God. At the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Everything you see now is temporary. And the Bible says God is just going to fold up this earth like a cloak or like a garment. That's how easy it is. It's going to burn up with fervent heat, it says. So we focus not on those things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Another translation says, subject to change. I have news for you, made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Everything you don't like that you're seeing in your life is subject to change and can come to an end through the words of your lips. Life and death are in the power and the hand of your and mine tongue. We change what we see through the spoken word out of our lips. If you don't like something, you're, an, you're responsible 
as a man and woman of God on the earth to change it, not to conform to it, not to adapt to it, not to speak into it, but to change it. Gas prices sure were high, sure are high. No, no, no. Gas prices come down in Jesus' name. Life and death are in the hand of my tongue. God's people should never be parodying the news media. God's people, it's an untrustworthy source. This is the trustworthy source, the word of the living God. God's people should be always parodying the word of God, which changes the earth, which created the earth and will change it. And the Bible says the earth is groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the sons of the living God to speak words of life that change things, not to conform things, to conform to things and what you see and speak those things, but to speak words of life to change. Words were given to man in the garden to first create with. I'll let you name the animals. They were created for us. Then he came along and words were given to man to communicate with. As other people came along, communication started developing. But words first and primary uh, cause were to create. God gave Adam words to create with in the garden. And it's the same today. Your words will always be creative power. Communication comes next. Say, I have what I say. If you're not used to saying that, that could irritate your flesh. But you have whatever you say. Again, it's a word-based system we live in. Man, every man everywhere has what they say. Life and death are in the power of the tongue was Old Testament to non-born again believers. Man has what he says. Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. For the things which are seen are temporary or subject to change, but the things which are not seen are eternal. They're forever. His word is eternal. If you speak this, your house will be in good shape. If you put this in your lips and speak this and don't give your own opinions of circumstances and of others, your life will prosper and be a blessing to you. Life and death are in the hand of the tongue. I endeavor to put the word into my hand and use that just like David did when he defeated Goliath. You know, he spoke five times, I will defeat this uncircumcised Philistine before he chopped off his head and defeated him. Words preceded his victory. Words will always proceed your and my victory. They come first, works come after. Words created everything. Words created movement and working of angels and the Holy Spirit to build this earth. Words preceded work. Words will always precede your work. You have to speak what you want, not what you have. You have to speak yourself into victory. You have to change your environment through the words that you speak. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love them will eat the fruit thereof. Your harvest is what, in what you're saying. Words are seeds in our containers. You're planting, whatever you're saying gets planted into the earth. So if you want a new harvest, you have to plant new seed. If, uh, if you're still struggling and, and confessing your struggles from a year ago, you're going to end up with the same harvest this year and next year. You have to change your words. You have to start planting new seeds to get new crops, to develop new harvests in your life. So take that to thought because the Bible says you have what you say. What have you been saying? What do you want to say based on what you want to have?
Amen. Line up your words with what you want your harvest to be. If you want potatoes, plant potato seeds, just in the natural. If you want oranges, plant orange seeds. If you want an abundant life, you have to speak an abundant life. If you want more wealth, you have to speak the word on wealth. If you want greater health, you have to speak the word continually on health. Amen. Man has what he says. So praise God for that one. Now go with me to Romans 4. I'm trying to make this message 30 minutes, which is the perfect length uh, the Lord impressed on me for the service um, online and stuff. I guess the attention span online is about 30 minutes. So praise God for that. We're also uh, on our podcast at Word of the Ranch if you want to re-listen to this message. It's free for nothing, so praise God. Romans 4.16. Praise God. Is everyone with me? Is everyone awake? Lord, thank you for everybody represented here today. We bless them in their businesses. We bless them in their finances. We bless them in the health of their body. We thank you, Lord, for your perfect covering over your people, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against them in judgment, they shall condemn and cast down, for this is the heritage of the saints in light. This is your heritage. God backs up your every word. Praise God. You know, you got heaven as your entourage. You got heaven fighting for you. And all the witnesses, loved ones that have gone on to heaven before you are fighting for you and praying for you. Amen. A great cloud of witnesses watching over your life. That's scriptural. Amen. They're not down here. They're up there. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. So yeah, Romans 4.16. Therefore, it is of faith. Say, it is of faith. That it might be according to grace. It is of faith. You have to use this supernatural key of faith to unlock all of heaven's blessings. Therefore, it is of faith. Faith is the key. That it might be according to his grace. I receive his mercy through what? Through the key of faith. Through faith. So that the promise, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Faith unlocks the promises of God we see here. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Abraham wasn't a Jew. He was a Gentile. A Gentile who lived by faith. Amen? Abraham was not a Jew. He is the father of us all, Paul says. But also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you, Abraham, a father of many nations. God made him a father of many nations, and he'll make you a good father, and he'll make you a good mother. Amen? Only God can do this. Only God can change the heart of man. Only the word of God can renew the soul of man. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, this is what God does. He gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. This is what God does. And Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of your father. God, who calls things which do not exist as though they did. This isn't denying facts. This isn't saying there's no coronavirus. There's no coronavirus. There's no sickness or disease. Well, there is a sickness and disease. That's not what faith does. Faith calls those things which do not exist as though they did. It is creative power. It's producing at all times. It's not denial. It overcomes denial. Amen? It overcomes the facts. It speaks what the Word says and changes the facts. Truth spoken from the, the, the mouth of man will change physical facts. Because you're made in the same exact image and likeness of your Father. 
He calls those things which do not exist as though they did. If you're suffering financially, you're going to start speaking the word of God, which says, I'm very rich and highly favored, just like my father Abraham. I'm very rich and highly favored. I'm blessed wherever I go. I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm the head, not the tail, above only, not beneath. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. The blessing's on me 24-7. This has to be in your lips for it to produce. David said, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. It charts all the course of my history. So you ought to speak it. You have to, you have to speak it before you'll ever see it. Amen. That's spiritual law that can't be broken. You have to speak it before you'll ever see it. And don't move off that confession of faith. Do not waver off of that. Refuse to speak negatively and change your mind. James says this is a wayward man, unstable in all his ways, who speaks different things contrary to what he wants or contrary to the word of God, which is what we all want. Heaven on earth, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So don't be double-minded. Don't waver. Stay fast on your confession of faith. Be faithful to confess it, and God will be faithful to perform it. He does the performing. You and I do the confessing. That's our job. He is faithful to perform it. Amen? Can I get an amen, someone? Praise God. But therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. And verse 17 God who gives life to the dead and caused those things which do not exist as though they did. And Abraham, verse 18 here, Romans 4, 18. Who, Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope believed. Contrary to it, the circumstances weren't lining up with what God's word says. Contrary to the hope he had in the living word of God, in hope he decided to believe and rest his faith, rest his faith in the word of God. So that, he became the father of many nations. So that by faith, he became the father of many nations. See, he was called, but he had to become. You and I have to become by faith. Preparation time is never wasted time. The becoming period of your life is just as important, if not more so important, than the final result, your promised land. Because without a firm foundation of the word of God, without a firm foundation of faith, the structure will crumble, falter and fail. Your great attainments in life will crumble if the foundation is not built on the word of the living God by faith. Amen. Who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. Abraham had to become what he was called to be. And me and you have to do the same thing. He called me in 2005. It's now 15 years later, and I'm still becoming. I'm still trying to put personal development first and character development first and train myself in my business and in my ministry and in my personal life. Always learning, always seeking after wisdom and knowledge, always searching for the truth. This has to become your hunger as well. God will always honor that person and exalt that person who puts the word of God first place in their life. This message to this is to this generation, by the way. I need a, we, God, the Father, needs a word generation to develop again. Not moved by emotion, thoughts, feelings, circumstances, and feelings of the flesh, but only moved by the word of God. 
a holy and reverent people in reverence of his word again. Amen. If the word's not first, it's last. If the word is first, you're going to be blessed. Amen. He became the father of many nations. He became. There's a becoming period. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And, do, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. What does weak faith do? It meditates on the facts and the circumstances and the problems. This is what weak faith does. It meditates, it speaks, it mutters to itself and ponders all that's around and focusing on the seen realm, not the unseen realm. Weak faith does this. It's moved by what it, see, by what it sees. But Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider or ponder his own body, already dead, since he was a hundred years old. <laughs> and get this, Abraham found the key to childbearing and success. He found the faith key that unlocked the promises. Abraham had six children after Isaac with another woman when Sarah was dead. He remarried and had six more kids. He found the solution. It clicked. He found the key. Faith. Faith in God. This is the key Abraham found right here in Romans. And if you'll use this key, it'll unlock blessings for you and me as well. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. So he had two battles to overcome, Sarah's body and his. But he was strengthened in faith. Sorry, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God. Meaning that tells me he was a meditator of the word. He spoke, I shall become the father of many nations. That was the spoken word God gave to him. He didn't have his Bible. He had the spoken word of God. You shall become a father of many nations. I shall become a father of many nations. He meditated on this. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God, which tells me Abraham was a meditator on God's word. I shall become a father of many nations. He said this to himself repeatedly. Hallelujah. He did not waver at that promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in what? In faith. Faith will always strengthen you. The word will always strengthen you. Giving glory to God. The highest form of faith I've heard it said is praise. Thanking God for what he said that you want him to do. Thanking God for what he already did what he already said. His word and him are one. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you for our new vehicle. Thank you, Lord. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Thank you for our debt-free house. Thank you, Lord, that all debt is supernaturally paid off, that you set us free from the curse of debt and lack. I shall lack no good thing. Calling those things that be not as though they were. Praise is the highest form of faith. Thanking God for what you want is the highest form of faith. Thanking God for what he already said is the highest form of faith. Amen. He didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God 
and being fully convinced, say fully convinced. See, faith overcame his mind. Faith overcame his consideration of his carnal mind. Faith rose up inside him through meditating the word of God. And he became fully convinced, fully, body, soul, and spirit, that what God had promised, God was able also to perform. See, you and me don't need to perform his word. He hastens his word to perform it. All we need to do is confess it and praise him for it. Thank you, Lord, for your written word that shall never fail. It will come to pass. Your word will prevail. This shall be a nation under God. Hallelujah. This is the rebirth of America. Praise God. Keep praises on your lips. Amen. Keep the word of God in your mouth and going forth into the earth. There's so much trash out there. Refuse to speak trash. Only speak words that build up and edify your life and the lives of others. Never say ouch words. Amen. Never say words that hurt, condemn, judge, or are critical of one another and tear down. Only speak words that build up the word of faith, the word of God, the word of faith in which we preach. Amen. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform it. And go with me to Romans 10. Just skip a couple pages there. Hallelujah. <laughs> is someone getting something from this message? I believe the Lord is instructing us over and over again the basic principles, the fundamentals of faith in which we live. Romans 10, 8 says this, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth. You ought to put it in your mouth. You have to, to succeed. In your mouth and in your heart. If it's in your mouth, it'll go down into your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Paul and all his companions were word of faith preachers. Because faith comes every time the word is preached. This is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's not just heaven. That's in your finances. That's in your health. That's in your marriage. That's in your relationships. That's in your business, your job. That's in every area of your life here and forever, that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, sozoed, saved in every area of your life. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession, confession is made unto what? Salvation. This is a principle that works the entire kingdom of God and the earth. Confession is, was made to be made unto salvation, not condemnation and destruction. So refuse to speak what the media says. Confession of your and my lips was created and given to us by God unto salvation. Saving of your body, the saving of your marriage. I know what the saving of my body looks like. I was infirmed for a year and a half with a chronic illness. Got down to 150 pounds. I'm now 220 pounds. Haven't been sick since. Symptoms have tried to come. I've just denied the right for them to stay. Amen. Hallelujah. And you can do the same. 
Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Confession is made unto salvation. I got the word on healing and I confessed it over and over and over again. And my body started to mend and get healed and whole and weight came and muscle came and it raised back up again. I got almost emaciated to thriving again because of the word of God on healing that I found. Proverbs 4.20 says, My word is medicine to all your flesh. If you'll put the word in your mouth and in your body, your body has to line up its spiritual law in a moment. Amen. Hallelujah. The word works. It'll heal you forever. It'll keep you healthy forever. It'll keep you energized forever. Just like it did Abraham and Sarah at age 100. Amen. It'll keep you vigorous, strong. The word of God in your mouth will enter into your heart and lives will be changed and your lives will be changed forever. Praise God forevermore. And we'll end here. We'll end here in Mark. Go with me to the Gospel of Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. Come on. <laughs> Trying. I'm on the clock. Mark 11. I'm looking forward to seeing you all again in person at Word of the Ranch next Saturday. Amen. Mark 11. The hallmark of faith. Get it? Hallmark of faith. Are you blessed today? Say, I'm blessed. You're blessed. Hashtag. <laughs> Mark 11. 20. Mark 11, 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembering said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree with you, which you cursed. How did he curse it? With his words. Again, life and death are in the power of your tongue. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Literally translated, have the God kind of faith. Jesus said to his disciples, he's saying to us today, have the God kind of faith, which has already been distributed to every believer, the measure of faith. So we already have this faith. Here's how the God kind of faith works. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says... This is how faith works. This is how your and mine faith functions, is through saying. Whoever says to this mountain obstacle or interference in their life, be removed, be cast into the sea, get out of the way, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, you and me say, that believes that those things he says will be done, that God will back up your words, he will have whatever he says. That's a promise from Jesus to you. You will have whatever you say as you believe you have the things you say. The more you believe in your words coming to pass, the quicker they'll come to pass. Jesus cursed the fig tree and it dried up overnight. He's no respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm Elisha Venanzi. I approve this message. <laughs> he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them, and you will have them when you say them. Keep speaking the promises of God over and over again, and you'll have what the Word says. I guarantee it. It's the law of Genesis, the law of seed time and harvest, and it can't be broken. As long as the earth remains, so shall seed time and harvest, speaking and receiving. You'll have what you say. I guarantee it. And this is a word from Jerry Savell. The Holy Spirit gave him. And I'm going to share this with you to encourage you as well. Do not fret and do not fear. 
I still plan to give you a supernatural year. It's not over and you will not fail. Didn't I tell you that the gates of hell shall not prevail? Rest in me, faith rests. Rest in me and I'll see you through. And I'll bring to pass all that I said I would do. So thank you, your Father, in heaven that you have a choice. You can choose to fear or you can choose to rejoice. So rejoice and do not cease. This is how you tap into my supernatural peace. Isn't that a good word? Praise God. I urge you to listen to that word again on our uh, podcast or on this message on Facebook. Be blessed. Have a great day. We thank you for being with us. We love you all. And also, if you would like to support our ministry, you can do so at ElishaMarkMinistries.com. You can also see our physical address for our next meeting next Saturday on that website as well. Or if you want to sow a seed and uh, just grab hold of this word like never before, sow a significant seed, a million dollar seed, you can do so as well. And you can text word at the ranch to 44321. We love you. We thank you for your partnership. I urge you to sow a seed and test our soil. I believe it's good soil. The Lord told me a year ago that we've become nutrient-rich soil. So whatever you sow will grow. Amen. I believe in this ministry and I believe in you. We love you all. Thanks for being with us. Bye.